Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into another episode of Five Out. When you say Five Out, what do you mean by that? We all know what's going on in the world right now, and Matt, Ty, and I are going to talk about it. This episode will have a different feel to it because normally we just talk about basketball. And we will touch on that. There were some dates thrown out there by Woj about when the NBA is going to return. But, but that's a small portion of what we have planned for today. And let's get it going. Look, I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah, I just want to be all right with it. Yeah. We all know what's going on in the world right now, and, and basketball, compared to everything else, is so so minor in all of it, um, but we will talk about some of the developments with the NBA and them getting back to playing and everything, because there has been some news that Woj tweeted out and reported, actually on Tuesday before the show, uh, but outside of that, there's, there's really only so much to talk about. Of course, there was... Um, there was the passing of Wes Unseld that happened, uh, I believe it was Tuesday morning, we found out about the day we were recording the show. And he he had been battling illness, but that obviously he's a legend. And in the course of all this, I know that's, that's something that could fall through the cracks, but obviously a tough loss for the NBA community. But the bigger thing has been about, uh, especially as it pertains to basketball, how athletes have been responding to the protesting and how they're trying to help with the cause, get out the message and keep the protests peaceful. That's and, and it all started, guys. Where the the big thing for me and all this has been how Jalen Brown stepped forward in all of this, and then he kind of set the tone for. We saw Malcolm Brogdon was down in Atlanta as well. I don't know if he's from there, but Malcolm Brogdon was down there. He said it. Jalen Brown's reason that he was there. He started it. Uh, uh, Justin Anderson from the Brooklyn Nets. He's on the G League team, but he was down there. I, I imagine he's, he must be from there. But then we see the guys in Boston, Marcus Smart, Vincent Poirier, Ennis Cantor, Lonnie Walker, and, I, and there were other players helping uh, clean Kyrie up Irving. the vandalism. Kyrie, Kyrie Irving was in it as well, too. He was in, I think I saw him in it t- today, Tuesday. And um, But there are other guys who are helping. Who, I don't know if Lonnie Walker's taking part in the protesting, but he's cleaning up some of the vandalism. And I, I believe there are other guys, but he was the first I saw. But the big thing, again, is, is Jalen Brown and how he stepped forward. And, and as much as he's a guy who's painted as a, as a, as a thoughtful player, smart guy and everything, we've, we've heard that for pretty much since he came into the league, that's, this still surprised me that he went down, and I get it, it's his home, but he went all the way down, drove 15 hours 
down to Atlanta to take part in this and to, to lead in it. And before you guys give your take, my thing is, I get that there will be some people who say, oh, they're a celebrity, you know, they, they're, it's easy for them to be out there. I, I argue that's not the case because we see plenty of celebrities who are talking from Twitter or Instagram and they, I don't see them out there. More importantly, when you are a recognizable individual and basketball players, because they don't have, they don't wear hats, they don't wear helmets or, or face masks like, um, like hockey players do, they're even more recognizable, even though Jalen Brown isn't LeBron or, or Kyrie or whatever. But when people see them out there, I don't know how law enforcement is going to respond to it, but I know that if you, if I'm out, if I was out there, which I wasn't, if I was out there, then you look at those guys as leaders, as guys who are going to take you through everything, who are going to make decisions. And Jalen Brown has to worry about navigating us when we're asking questions, but he knows that that's nothing compared to this. And I think to me, that is what's most impressive. I did not, I didn't expect anybody, any of the athletes to be capable of doing that. So for me to see him do that was uh, impressive is the only word that I can use to, to describe it, Matt. Yeah, I think Brad Stevens summed it up pretty well um, when he said that, you know, no matter what Jalen Brown does as a basketball player, you know, how special he is as like a leader in his community um, goes beyond basketball. And yeah, and I, like you said, I think it's one thing to be proactive on as a celebrity or, an, uh, you know, professional athlete on Twitter or Instagram, which is good, but it's another thing to just be about it and, you know, be with your community, with your people and, and be on the streets and, you know, there's danger that could happen. So uh, I don't know. I just, obviously, you know, he, I watched some of the videos, so he did a really nice job keeping it a peaceful protest. So I'm, you know, I, I was very happy to see that. Um, but like, you know, I think that gains a, a deeper respect for a human being, uh, no matter mm -hmm. what he does on the basketball court. Ty, you've, I mean, look, we've, we've all, well, more so Matt and I have been critical of Jalen Brown for on the court and in, in sometimes decisions he makes or whatever, but you've been more since we've started the show, at least more of a Jalen Brown guy, I would say. Did any of this surprise you what he did? No, he's the intellectual and smart human being that Kyrie Irving wish he was because Jalen Brown is trying to make active changes in the world and he's doing things to actively do it. Now, Kyrie was out there today doing those type of things, but Jalen Brown is all about actions. Like, he's not just going to scream on social media and not do anything about it. He's going to seek change. He's going to be the change and, and try and make the world the place that he wants to live in. Mm -hmm. um, he's, he's doing a lot of good things. Like, he went on social media and said, like, I'm going to be taking part in these peaceful protests. And I think voices like him – and his stature of an NBA player, whether it be, you know, Tom Brady that speaks out, Jalen Brown's not on that level, but he's a black man in America coming from a city, playing in a city in Boston that is perceived around the nation as racist. So he's trying to create this change. I would have liked to have seen him do it here. I have no problem with him going to Atlanta. Some people did, whatever. I don't understand that. Um, well, he's from he's, there. I think that's, that's the only reason. Like, I think Brogdon must be too. Right. Yeah, so that, that makes sense that he's from there and going back home to do it. And hats off to him, man, because he's doing exactly what everyone wants to do, w wants America to be a part of right now. His peaceful protest, doing it correctly, not fucking shit up, and then being the – like, he's setting a very good example for the youth who look up to him. And that's, that's all people really want. I, nobody in America cares – nobody in America is trying to shut down peaceful protests. They're trying to shut down the looting, the rioting, the violence towards cops, cops' violence towards citizens. 
And the way Jalen Brown is doing this, none of that's going to happen because he is doing it the right way and setting the example for what he wants to see. Yeah. And the thing that sucks in all this is the focus is not on the, I mean, we're focusing on it, but a lot of the focus in what's being talked about is the looting. And I get it as someone who has family members who own small businesses, you get worried when they're, if they're in a city and they're going to feel the impact of looting, vandalism and whatever. But then you see, and, and that's where, so Jalen Brown, what he's doing is great, but that's why Lonnie Walker, and again, I don't know, he was the first guy. So that's why he stood out to me the most, but seeing him take part in the cleanup to me is, is, I don't know if I can say, I mean, I'm not going to go and try and measure what's more powerful or not, but to see that from him, I was, I was equally as stunned by that because that speaks enough. That's like, this is, this is a guy who makes millions of dollars. He plays in the league. He's there, he's made it and everything. And he's out there cleaning up the mess from these people who, from people who are, are not, who are trying to, yep. or not, I don't know if they're trying, well, yeah, trying to ruin what Jalen Brown and all those other guys are doing when they're out taking part in the, the peaceful protests. So it's it, like for all the criticism that some NBA players will get now, some of the guys that maybe get criticized aren't necessarily out there, but the, there are p- players who are stepping up and that has impressed me immensely because we haven't seen anybody else respond like those guys have. I, and I think the other thing that you have to put in perspective is it's not even um, like going out and protesting peacefully and all that too. On top of it, it's these guys, you know, like Jalen Brown, Lonnie, Watt, they're going out in public. Like people haven't forgot this COVID-19. You can get that. I don't know. Like that's, <laughs> I think you'll have forgotten. You can get it, Matt. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think people have forgotten. I mean, I know people are wearing masks and stuff, but like, it's still a risk to go out there. And like you said, he's he's cleaning up the community or Jalen Brown being part of all with all those thousands of people not social distancing. Like, no, I, I think yep. that's powerful, but it's also a risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100 percent. It's a risk. It, COVID-19 is a bigger um, imminent risk and danger to black America than a cop is right now. I can guarantee that the facts show that 100,000 plus Americans have died in this pandemic in the last two months because of it. Only nine black people were, were killed. Unarmed black people were killed by cops last year. I, I don't want to say, I don't want to bring, minimize any sort of protests that are happening right now in America. But if you do want to protest, there are other ways to do it than to be huddled up in large groups and, and scream and yell. I mean, that, that is a good way to do it and get people's attention. But write to your local politicians. Run for office. You could, there's different campaigns you can be a part of. You can, you know, create some sort of public service announcements. There's, there's different ways to get your voice out there and to make change in this world and socially distance at the same time. I know it's a weird time to kind of be considering social distancing while you're trying to have your voice heard that you don't feel like has ever been heard in your entire life. But I think that's the problem at all like. I think that's but the problem at all time. America has to consider that this is the worst he- public health crisis we've ever been through. And th- you're right. You're, you're right. It's really, you're right, it's really right tough about, to balance both things. You're right that it's the like it's absolutely the, the worst that we've faced. I mean, I, I guess the, the, the flu was the only thing in the 20s, right, that was even that's even been close to this. I don't know the numbers. I'm assuming we're worse than that now. But it, but if anything no, we all like everybody. Everybody is aware that COVID nineteen is a problem. And I get there are people even protesting the business closures beforehand and everything. Right. But when we look at now, when we, when we look like that, should, honestly, 
seeing people protest in the middle of a pandemic should speak volumes even more so because it's like they're at they're at a, a high that we've never seen in our lifetime they're happening everywhere and then they're in the middle of a pandemic so i i get what you're saying that for change to sustain itself you need to do some of the things that you're talking about but i think that the, uh, as much as i don't want to see the looting and i don't want to see anybody getting hurt out there these peaceful the peaceful protests and having them happen as much as they are are what's going to be the spark that lights the flame I don't know if that's the best analogy right now, but that that gets things started for hopefully further change or or change that people some people feel never happened in all this. And and I like as much as again I don't I don't want to see people getting hurt, but I understand why this why this is happening, why the peaceful protests are happening. The looting is just people who are who are whatever yeah. side you present, you're ruining it. You're ruining the, what the, the, loot, the looting is like mostly been like you know scum scum of the earth people like probably white mm -hmm. supremacist people i don't know at least the videos i've seen they're they're white people that are doing it and i've seen i've seen a lot of bad stuff i i think the best way someone described it to me because i i don't know the answer i would assume to to me when i walk like looting and, and and you know destruction of property you're really just burning down your own city but yep. in, into you know mm -hmm. but on the other side of it i get it like sometimes there is no playbook for how to pro how to protest and how to do all this stuff. Like, there's no playbook, right? Someone I read somewhere like there's no playbook on this, but there is a playbook on how police should handle arresting people mm -hmm. and giving people rights mm -hmm. and not killing an innocent black man in the street. Like it that video is so disturbing. Not even the neck, not even kneeling on his neck, wasn't even like for me that pissed me off the most too obviously because i killed him they were beating the shit out of him in the car like yeah this is a this is a human being i watched a white man go to a uh illinois i think it was in illinois uh one of the protests just some white supremacist dude locked and loaded like fully armed with like this big assault rifle he should have been arrested on site because that's illegal and he just got he, he was allowed to like walk away and it's, it's just like that right there is if you can't see there's a problem in this country, then you got then that's what I'm saying. Like with the protests, how they protest, whatever, something needs to change. And for me, it's an for me where I start is the top. And if we don't have a leader in this country, there is no leader. I don't care what side you on, Republican, Democrat. If you can tell me there's a leader in this country, you're full of shit because there isn't one. There isn't a. We don't have a leader. And until think, we have one and it goes top down, then stuff's not going to change. I I couldn't believe it when we saw all the, the, the stuff about him holding the Bible. And then we see Nancy Pelosi holding the Bible and apparently reading from it. I saw John Corrales from Mass Live retweet it. And he said, like, there's really no, like, there's, uh, I think he said, what are they, what are they doing in Washington? Like, I got it was something to that effect. But it's just, it's just a matter of what's doing right and wrong and all this. You know, there's, I mean, we've seen, I saw, I think it was Tatum who tweeted out, there are, of course, there are good cops and all in, in this. And I mean, we, I'm whoa, assuming whoa, you, whoa, you can't say, you can't say that. Don't say that. We need to dump that. Please don't say that. You know, there's good cops that you can't say that nowadays. Tiger Woods said that essentially that like you education is the best way in protest and you got ripped. Like I'm so fucking sick of people that say you can't say there's good cops because one bad cop make them all silent like there have been a lot of people that said it yeah, I've, seen, I've, I've seen that a lot of I've, I've, I've seen a lot of people say there are good cops 
I'm, I'm totally think, kidding. I'm totally kidding. I know kidding, you are. You know? I, know you are kidding, yeah. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying, Ty. I've seen people be like, well, you, you know, all those cops that were there with where George Floyd got killed, yeah, those four are all bad cops because they're all sound. They 100%. 100%. Really, 100% I'm I, with you. I, I have friends that are in the police force, and I know they're good people. I know them. Yep. And I've known them since I was little. Like, one of my best friends growing up from, you know, K to 8 is a cop in Swansea. Yeah. Yeah, I, and, he, I, and he's a great and he's a great person, and I know he's a good cop. And I made sure I, when all this stuff was going on, I reached out to him just to let him know, like, hey, yeah, listen, I'm thinking about you because it's a tough time to be a police officer, and and I know and it's like every job, man. There's bad mm-hmm. people on every job. You have I have I know but this is just one you can't afford to. They're not great people. Yeah, and, and I get it. Like this mm-hmm. has been a problem for a long time, and it's time it's time for a change. And there's no way that that's why. You know, these protests are powerful and they need to happen because, you know, uh, like we're never I'm never going to understand what it's like to be waking up. Like you said, Nick, every day as a black person, fearing the you know things that they fear every day, getting pulled over by a cop, stuff like that. Like, I'll never understand that, but I want to stand with them because I, I have so many friends of different races that I want to stand with them and support them. And I want things to change because that's not how you should live life. That's not how. When you're, you know, have a child, you have to worry about that kind of stuff and teaching that kind of stuff. Like right. that shouldn't happen. When people get, I, I honest to God, I haven't seen people say that. But when uh, about the, the stuff you were saying, Ty, about how you can't say they're good cops, I swear to, I honest to God, I've seen a, a lot seen, of stuff I've, in all this. I've seen stuff. Like that. I, I'm yeah. not, yeah, okay. So I'm uh, clearly, I just somehow missed that and all of this. But I have a buddy who I went to college with, who is a cop in the Midwest, and. He, he, we're like in a group chat and he messaged all of us and, you know, said, you know, guys, there are good cops. What happened was inexcusable. That, so right. for everybody who says, oh, some cops may be putting on a show or whatever, there are cops out there who uh-huh. don't condone what happened. Of that course. guy from, that guy from Flint, Michigan was unbelievable. I can't remember his name, but that, it went viral. I think Twitter. he was the chief, right? He was, that speech was not, like that. That's a, to me, that's a leader. That mm-hmm. should be the playbook and how to fucking do the riots because yeah. Amen. They showed up with no riot gear. Like they're, I don't know what the city is, but there's a chant going on right now. This is not a riot. Why are you in riot gear? Cheer, like chanting that towards the cops. Yep. If if I'm sitting down and I'm kneeling and I'm expressing that I want to have a conversation with you, why are you pepper spraying me? Why are you in riot gear? That Philly. Unless, unless you're getting shit thrown at you, you have. The, the problem, it, it, yeah, the yeah. problem is too, Ty. Like, you got you got our leader of this country telling governors that, you know, they need to toughen up. They're too soft. They're do, they're not doing what this, you know, law and order, all this stuff. Like, you know, what I'm saying that's the problem, right? Because they're not listening to what the people are really protesting about. Well, if we're gonna go there, then like, I mean, it's pretty obvious that that most of these governors have given orders to the local law enforcement not to do shit. I was watching TMZ just now, even in L.A., this white woman walks up to a building in front of a police officer's a group, like four of them, white officers, and spray paints BLM on the window. And the cops, the, cop, the cops go, you should probably write Floyd on there. And she goes, what? And they go, Floyd. And she writes F-L-O-Y-D oh, on there. the audio on that. Yes. Like, oh, this is ridiculous. Like, that stuff is abhorrent it's ridiculous those cops should be fired immediately like every every cop is now on tape all of their actions all of these people at these protests 
have cell phones and are on Instagram live. Every action is being recorded and live broadcast. Why the fuck are we still tear gassing people? And why are people still fucking mobbing and, be and killing cops? There was a 77-year-old cop who was trying to stop looting at a pawn shop that was shot and killed. There's now a video of the man laying dead on Twitter that has 10,000 retweets. I, I do not want to see another video of anyone dead in the streets because of these riots. I don't know how Twitter allows it. Like one, that's ridiculous that this stuff happens. And like, he's, like this all goes back to what we we're saying with Jalen Brown. He is doing it the right way. And these people who are attacking cops and cops attacking the people are taken away from the root of what this whole thing is about. What Jalen Brown's trying to do. He's mm -hmm. trying to make the change. And all, and these two percent of asshole cops and citizens are ruining it for everyone else. I and I think I think what's taken away too is like. I think now it shows that Kaepernick was what he was standing for was right. Now people can get mad because mm -hmm. I think what they turned it into is that he was disrespecting the flag and that's exactly what they turned it into. And that's where, which, yeah. which is whatever my whole thing is I was arguing with someone this about this the other day, cause they were saying, you know, that it was, it's still wrong because the disrespecting, you know, the people that fight for us, the, the people don't understand that Kaepernick talked to, I forgot what the guy's name was. But yeah. He was yeah, someone in the military. Yeah. And he asked them for advice, and the guy said the be he still didn't agree with it, but he said, "Listen, if you if you took a knee, it'd be it was Nate less Ender, wasn't it? No, it was no, it was a guy outside of of I can't, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, it was, was it was a military guy. Not, I don't think he was a player was at the, all. I think it was his teammate. No, I thought it was a guy on his team. Anyway, I could have sworn he talked but, to someone in the military too. But he told him to take a knee instead of because Kaepernick was going to sit on the bench while it was happening, and he said that was more disrespectful. But like. At the end of the day, that's a silent protest. And what people turned it into, what most people did was that he was disrespecting the flag and disrespecting all the military people that go and fight every day. And he wasn't. He was he was doing it at at, at a different like Ty was saying. You know how Ty was like, there's different ways to protest. Right? Mm -hmm. Different ways to, there are different of, ways to protest. And that Nate was, Boyer. His name was Nate Boyer. Sorry. He a player? Matt uh, yeah, it was a teammate with the Niners who there gave him the suggestion. Okay. Yeah, yeah and okay. gave him suggestions. Sorry, I didn't mean it. Go ahead, sir. No. Yeah, no, but that, my point is that in Ty's way of Ty was speaking of, like, different ways to protest, that was his way, but we couldn't even we couldn't even accept that. No. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's – there's always someone upset about someone protesting, but, like, that's a silent, peaceful protest. And, and that's the – powerful. The, and, and that's part of – when we look at it all, what worries me and all this is that there has been there have been so many different ways where this is message has tried to get across and people whatever it is there are instances when it was the Kaepernick stuff I looked at it and was like well he is he's disrespecting the military and that bugged me what all, but then after then eventually I was like no like I saw enough guys do it it was fine to me I got caught up with him because I didn't care about the other guys doing it like in the sense of I was. I understood why they were doing it. He bugged me because of the Castro, because of uh, his Castro shirt, and because in the beginning I thought he was just sitting on the bench because he was upset he wasn't playing, and I got caught up in the wrong thing when it came to him. But he became the face of it, and that's and, and that's really what matters at the end of it all. He it was a silent protest, and and it's his right to do it. The other yeah. day, me, would I do it? No, it's it's, it's it was silent. It was peaceful. Correct. Is what. I wouldn't do it because I know I I have relationships and I know people that are in the army who represent us who fight for our freedom. So I yeah. I would never do that. 
But I respected Kaepernick's decision to do that because what he was standing for is what keeps happening every goddamn freaking time in this country. How many times are we going to watch this on Twitter? I, I don't want to watch another black dude get shot or, or killed, you know, being detained by police. I'm sick of it. I really am. It's, it doesn't feel like it, it, it doesn't like, you know, what's crazy is it does not, this does not feel like it's real life. As much as I, I saw the protests in Stanford, uh, ties yeah. right there. And Matt, you're and we've I got invited to a protest in Fall River too. And Matt, you got invited to one, other uh, one going on in Boston. It doesn't feel like it's real life. Now the now maybe the rioting part for everybody doesn't feel like it's real life in the protesting, but some of the, so there are aspects of it for some people that it's real life every single day. Yep. And that's what's so that's what's so awful about it. And that's why you know. To anybody who's like my thing is to anybody who feels like they they you have to be on one side or the other and all this, all you have to like there are cops who look at this and say these guys are giving us a bad name. Like, don't that you you're by saying you support the life of a black person that does not mean that you are denouncing your cop friends. That does not that is not what this means. You mean you're supporting people, human beings. For, to not be judged based on how they look, based on how they were born. It, like, that's what we, we, we learned that when we were little kids, that that shit doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter. So, like, that's that's why. Oh, no, yeah. Keep it, going with it. I, I just, I don't understand why that's hard. I, I really don't get it at all. Because as much as yeah. we grew, we're from, Matt and I grew up in the same town, but Matt also went to, to a different school when we, when we were little than me. And Ty, you're from a different part of the country and you've been all over. We've, we've, well, we, all three of us have lived in different parts of the country from Massachusetts. But it's not hard to get along with anybody and see how every individual you run into is just a person. And yeah, there are there are assholes out there. They all, they all have different looks to them. But... <laughs> They're assholes because they're assholes, not because of anything else. You don't. It's not yeah, no. because of one thing or the other. Not because of how they look. Maybe it's because of how they raised or whatever. But that's different. So why can't we just see that and just like, just I think, appreciate I each think, other for what we are? Yeah. I just think at the end of the day, my take on this is it. You know, this shows there's a lot of ignorant people in this country, um, and you know, unfortunately, they they yeah. were raised. To you know, because racism is taught, right? It's not natural. Yeah, it's taught. Not you don't, you're not born racist. You're taught to be racist. So unfortunately, in this country, there's a lot of you know people that are racist, and you know, and it was taught to them, and 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 to be honest, they're too ignorant to see above it. You know, um, mm-hmm. so it sucks. I, I mean, I'm blessed that I was raised and I know you guys were raised the right way to not see color. Cause that, at the end of the day, we're all human beings. We all breathe the same goddamn air. And yep. I just want everybody to be treated the, the way I feel like I'm treated every day. You know what I'm saying? Cause I, I don't go in the day. I don't go out every day worrying about certain, you know, aspects of my life. Like black people do like, mm. that's not right. That's not how it should be. So it, it would be really, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Ty. Yeah, the thing I was going to say about this is I'm trying to pick my words correctly here. I'm not so sure that this whole the whole issue is just a white versus black thing. More so, it is a civilian versus authority thing. Because I think that police, they get the badge, and no matter if they're 5'5 five five or 6'5, they, they, they get a power trip off that. Like, they 100%. feel like they can, they can say whatever you want to them, but the moment you say back to them, 
like I saw a video of a guy who was getting pulled over, a white guy, and he uh, opened up his glove box and he said to the cop, like, you're not wearing a mask. You need to wear a mask before we continue this conversation. Mm. And he goes into his glove box and he grabs the mask. Like, I always keep wondering, like, did the cop kind of like the cop would he have treated a white person and a black person differently in that situation? That's definitely a possibility, but I I don't know if it's just a complete racism issue or if it's a power authority thing because cops have been destroying white people left and right. I mean, statistically, the stats show that they're murdered at a higher rate than black people. Um, but there are cops who have been tear gassing white and Mexicans and Asians that are not, I mean, all cops aren't white. Like there are a lot of Mexican no, cops right, right, and, yeah. and black cops too. So like the thing that I, I'm, I'm not quick to just say that this is a race issue. Like there's definitely racial stereotypes that happen with cops in terms of just pulling people over for going two miles over because they know they're black. Like that definitely happens, but I don't know whether they are just on a power trip or if it's just because they're all inherently racist. There are some who are definitely on a power trip tie, but I remember hearing about that where they go into their glove box. I, I honestly can't imagine a, that a black person could never just go into their glove box. That's, like, that's what I was, yeah. A white, like I would like, acknowledge that's, that is absolutely ridiculous that a white right, person that, can do that. And a black that's person the crux of the issue that, that right there, that's one thing. There are so many other examples, but that is it in a nutshell is that or, they can't do that. And or that's the, the problem. Yeah. Or the I don't feel comfortable was, doing that my own, but I, they, they definitely can't do that. Or the woman that was, um, the woman that was in that park that the guy was complaining to her because she had her dog unleashed and he, and he was sitting in the park and she called the cops and said, uh, an African-American man is, is threatening me. That's like a death sentence for a black person. Yep. That was so, that was, that's, un, you that tell was... Me that, that's racism right there. That, that is being racist. Why mm-hmm. does race matter in that situation? And first off, you're the dumbass that's causing the problem. Right. But I, the, I think that the best so... thing is, I'm gonna, yeah, she's uh, got, she's mentally ill. Like she's mentally ill. She's fucking ridiculous. I, That's I ridiculous this, behavior. I saw this. I, I don't. I, I don't know if I. I'll probably butcher his last name. I'm bad at. Um, there was a video I saw on Twitter by Emmanuel. Uh, oh, the uh, ESPN reporter. Yeah, is it a co? I don't. I don't. I don't want to. I don't know how to say his name either. I feel bad. Who is it? Um, I'm. He's a, you said he's an ESPN reporter? Yeah, Emmanuel, um, I think he reports on the Eagles, or he played for the Eagles or something like that. I I thought he, yeah, oh, I no, 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 he's a, yeah, he, he played in Texas in a couple years in the league, Emmanuel Acho. Acho, okay, I, I didn't know how to pronounce yeah. his last name. But his brother Sam, a, I think, still plays, yeah. Mm-hmm. He has, a, that video he came out with was absolutely amazing, and I I'm, I would say to anybody to go watch it, because that, it pretty much teaches, it educates you on why, what the issues are. Mm-hmm. Really, in this country, and if you f- and, and here's the thing, if you feel uncomfortable watching that video, because there are moments where I'm like, I because I because what he's talking about is heavy, yep. and if you, you you're going to f- people are going to feel uncomfortable watching it, but here's the thing, allow yourself to feel uncomfortable. It's okay. You're watching it. If you're watching it with somebody else, it's okay. That's there's nothing wrong with being uncomfortable in those moments and educating yourself. That's how we grow is being un- is powering through those uncomfortable moments. That's uncomfortable funny. is a learning experience. Usually, if you're uncomfortable, it's because you've never seen what you're fucking watching. You don't want to believe what your eyes are telling you. So. Right. Exactly. And and for anybody else like thinking, oh well, you know, it, it, we we're having an uncomfortable conversation on the show that 
this is not what we normally do. We you know, we may never talk about this subject matter again, but and, and we have different views on it as much as we all feel a similar way. But we're not telling you to go out and do a podcast and talk about it. We're like it's. But if you want to understand things better, Matt, the video Matt is talking about is absolutely something that can help people understand it. Because as much as I felt like I was knowledgeable on some things, I felt like I learned stuff from it too. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, because we're, we're, cause, cause the thing is playing sports, growing up, being in different parts of the country, you see it, you're around different people and you see things and it's, I, I've seen it in, in, in Nick, the sad thing is I've seen it in our own town of West. Sure you have, sure you have. And then, and, and it scarred me. Like we, I came, we came home, I came home during like a break and I brought a couple of my teammates back home with me. Cause they obviously it was like a small break. So they couldn't travel all the way home. To mm-hmm. whatever new york or one lived in denver and we went to one of the local uh liquor stores and it's me and two of my buddies who are african-americans i i couldn't tell you i've never seen a store owner act the way he did and that made me feel uncomfortable because these are my two mm-hmm. buddies mm-hmm. and he like he like got out of the front like we were about to rob the like stealing stuff he wouldn't have done that if it was just me and i know that Yep. I think I, I, I should. No, go ahead. No, it's because I had two African Americans. Actually, I had been in that store before, seeing the guy. He never did that. It made it was so uncomfortable, and I felt so you know wrong. Like we didn't even buy anything. We just let. I told him no. I said, "Let's go. We're getting out of here." Have I, you guys ever been pulled over with with a black person in the car? No. No. You you've been pulled over like the normal conversation is, "Hey, you know, license registration. You know, why I pulled you over." It's very simple, like. That gets you in and out type of shit. But if you get pulled over with a black person in the car, this is probably, I'm probably 17 years old in, an, in my all white town. My buddy, who his name is Princeton, he's definitely, he's obviously black. And I get pulled over, he's in the front seat with me. He's maybe one of six black kids in the entire town of 10,000 people. Cop rolls up, I roll down my window, license and registration, I hand it to him. Uh, are there any RPGs? knives grenades or any sort of explosives in the car are you what me? like rpgs knives explosives or drugs in the car oh all right what that was the second question it was license and registration and are there any drugs weapons rpgs or knives in the car and i'm like are you are you kidding me like <laughs> what are you talking God. about wow um like I've, I've never ever gotten that questioning ever in my life and i've been pulled over 15 you know, probably probably 15 times and that's the Ty, only you're time a terrible my, driver i'm not a good driver <laughs> that's the moral of all this is ty is a terrible driver my god yeah but times. that was that was, it was it was blatantly obvious that the only reason yes that question is because i had my black friend sitting in the front seat of the car with me um since we're all that's sharing, it's not okay. Yeah. Since we're all sharing stories i mean this is if, if for people who watch furloughed friends i believe i told this story on there and, I, and i'm I've told it to people before. Um, I dated a girl who was Cape Verdean. Now she was lighter skinned, so maybe she was Cape Verdean. Cape, I mean, Cape I mean, Verdean. Cape you Verdean. Know, yeah, you know what that is. Is that a no? Is, is that a country? He's, he's not from Fall River. Yeah, it's yeah, it's um, it's a island off the I forget what part of Africa, off the coast of Africa though. But they're Portuguese, okay. but they're you know they're they're black too. But my my girlfriend has a lighter skin. So some, and she's Portuguese, so you may not necessarily know that, you know, with the area really? that we're in. Matt, you've seen her before, so you can understand why someone yep. maybe wouldn't know that. Someone said the N-word in front of her. 
a white person that I know. And it was someone I knew. And I am, and Matt knows, like, <laughs> we've talked about it when we talk about the, the, the leadership and everything like that. I'm not the type of person that's going to go and confront somebody. I'm like, you know what? They did, they're going to do what they're going to do. It's not going to impact me. I'm going to move forward and I'll be stronger for it. And now I know what that person's about. But that's a situation where it's somebody else who's having to deal with that. And he did not, this person did not call her that. It was not directed at her. It was in, it was in a sense like you hear it in a song, but it doesn't make it okay to say it. And I had to, I, in a quiet moment, said something. And that was, I never thought I'd have to ever have that conversation in my life. And um, I felt, I apologized to her for it afterwards. And, and I still cannot believe to this day that that happened. And, and I just don't get it, how people can do that. And where I want to be, like where I think I have to, like we're talking about leadership stuff. It's it's about not being sound in those situations. I know, and like you saying, you felt just awkward, and it was just that's yeah. just not your style. And I think that's I think as Americans and all that, we, when we see something that should not be should not be said, that should not happen, we address it, and that's mm-hmm. it. yeah. I I I knew like that. That's what I mean. Where in moments where I may not say certain things. Um, I definitely am more apt to say something when someone else gets insulted. Yeah. In that moment, though, I was after I got over the, the stun of hearing that, I, I was no doubt in my mind I was going to say something. Yeah. It, it was it was it's just not. Like, how do you not in that situation? Yeah. And I, I I will never. I I don't think I'll ever forget that day. It's been a few years since that happened, and um, it's it's just, it's unbelievable. You just, you, you never know. And I've heard that word used elsewhere and it's just in, in, in t- t- different contexts and everything, but it just does. It's, uh, it's remarkable. But going back to it, you watched that video really well said about, you know, the use of yeah. that and mm-hmm. all that stuff. It was really, yeah. Awesome. Now, bef- now there's no real way to transition into this. Um, but I, I do want to, before we wrap things up, touch on the stuff that Woj talked about with the league and their plans moving forward. Cause it looks like right now the target is to play at the end of July. And we heard today the possible game seven would be played on October 12th um, for, for the NBA finals. And that to me is a wild change. And as we were, as we were talking about it before the show, Lou's point that Ty mentioned uh, from from OMF is a little odd, but it did get me thinking, how is this going to impact the draft if this is going to be what the schedule looks like going forward? If guys are going to get, what is it, like two full, like, it's almost like three months off, right? Because they, they stopped like the last, two, the second last week of June or the last week of June, and then they start up um, workouts and everything in September, I think late September. So it's pretty much three months off. If they're going to try and maintain that, then the draft is going to get thrown off or they're going to have it at the same time. I, I don't know. It, it looks, it's strange, but that's yeah. one of the big things for me when, when I, that jumps out in all this. I can't picture an NBA finals in October. I think that's just wicked bizarre. And the preseason it just, starts. Yeah, and it's just, if you do that, the next season's even, I mean, you, you're, I don't know how you get back to a normal schedule. Mm-hmm. I don't either. I don't think I don't think they're going to try to get to a back to normal schedule. But that would be where you end the season in October every year. That that seems strange to me. Do they, unless they think that the the playoffs can compete with the NFL, but it's like you've been trying to get away from that. That's been the talk the entire time. Uh, yeah, I, I think it would be hard if the NFL is playing. I think that that's hard. I don't think I don't think their numbers will be as good. Yeah, no, nah, I, I I can't imagine it. Ty, you got anything on it? 
Yeah, you had to yeah, listen to I, them all day ramble about nothing with it when it came to this. I, I wouldn't mind if it, if the season does end up getting pushed back to Christmas. I mean, that would be cool and all, but I, I don't – honestly, I don't even think the NBA season is going to happen. I think this whole – I think all these massive protests are going to create this, like, massive second wave of the coronavirus. And just in the last, like, two days seeing all this, I, I, I don't think that – there's going to be a, an NBA season only because of this. Like I, there's going to be a huge, massive outbreak of it, and everyone's going to be super scared. It's going to probably going to be even bigger than the first one, and uh, there's just, just a lot of there's a lot of unknown right now in terms of what even formats they're going. To, they've thrown out every single format in the book: sixteen teams, twenty teams, twenty-two, thirty teams, twenty-two, and then the last eight playing for a spot. Like they can't figure out what the number is. And they're trying to figure it out to meet like the what the minimum game, so they don't have to pay back the NBA the TV deals or whatever. But yeah, they need to, they need to just figure it out and come to a vote because they're never going to have a consensus on it. So just fucking choose a plan and come back as soon as possible because the first league that does come back is going to be the biggest winner in sports. Like it's going to be the NHL. It looks like it looks and like it. They're, yeah. they're going to be the only sport in America that we're going to be watching. Like the NBA could be a huge winner in this. And they're missing. They're missing it. Yeah, it seemed but, like they had traction yeah. for a time. In and in, in when they were saying July fifteenth, I know we saw some reports of that. That was great. It's like this. This could work out really well, and they still want to get done by Labor Day. Awesome. But now you push it back to July thirty. July thirty first. That's, that's late summer, man. Mm-hmm. Not good. And, what, and why? And why? That's two full months like, away. Why are we waiting two full months? Is it the? Is it like people not? Guys not getting in shape or can't get in the access to the gym, or is it like they're still worried about the coronavirus? Because the world's not worried about that so much right now. So <laughs> no, no, it's, it's not. Getting, yeah, it's not getting any better. Yeah. See, I, yeah, I this this new plan. It's weird because a week ago we were talking about it and we're looking and hey, looks like the league is going to come back at a decent time and it'll stop and yeah, it'll throw off the schedule for for next year and everything. But it it seems reasonable now. This new idea of bringing in over 16 teams in any capacity, I don't like it. You know, I, I don't mind the reseeding. I would much rather have that than this. I'd be much more inclined to say, okay, to that, but th- this, the, anybody, anything over that and starting in late June, uh, they, I think early, didn't at the beginning though, they said they, they would, the latest they would try and start is August. If, if they had yeah, to wait. If, if, you, August. If, yeah. If you're not in by, if you're not in by July 31st, I say scrap it. Yeah, sucks. And we're only talk, we're, we're only talking about like less than like five six teams that are going to be playing into October at all. Two teams to be playing into October. That's the NBA Finals teams, right? Yeah. So then two two more for two more weeks, and then another four more. Like there's only going to be sixteen teams to start the playoffs, and then two weeks, and then it's down to eight, and then it's down to four, and then two. Like we're not talking about a whole. We're not talking about twenty teams being in Orlando for two three months. Mm-hmm. Those two teams would be or those twenty or thirty teams would only be there for two weeks right. max. And right. then it starts to slowly slim down. So like I don't understand what the fucking delay is. Like you need to get back as soon as possible. Figure it out. Come on, guys, please. What's preventing it? They don't have the issues like major league baseball with the money. So what are we what's holding uh, it up? We can't why? we can't figure out a format. We can't figure out a format to return to play because what? legitimacy of the NBA champion. Like there's no eight seeds that ever upset the one seed ever. Like 
The Warriors 10 years ago did it, but it doesn't happen. So mm-hmm. none of these teams that are getting into the playoffs have a chance to win. I really wish that everybody had the same fear that I had every Tuesday, that somehow somebody's going to bring up Major League Baseball on this podcast, and we have to worry about one of you guys criticizing it. I wish that was everybody. Right. Major League Baseball I do not. Sucks. It sucks. It's horrible. Hey, it's the worst will, league of all, of all, all pro sports. The- out of all the major sports league, though, the NBA did step up. They always do, um, you know, reacting to this this whole thing. Um, didn't I think they made like um, what was it like? They had all those coaches and they're forming a. I don't want yeah, to, mm-hmm. um, they're forming a, a group. Uh, yeah. Re- yeah, Brad Stevens what, he tweeted all in. It was like his return to Twitter. It was a big, big it was, deal. It was it was pretty cool, and I just I always feel like the NBA is way ahead of. All the they other are. NFL, uh, MLB, NHL—they're always the first one to, and and I think that has to do with obviously Adam, you know, mm-hmm. the commissioner. But um, definitely, he's been a—he has been um, an, uh, an unbelievable leader in all of this since the start of the COVID yeah. stuff. <sighs> I wish it was just for for simpler things, but yeah. this way it goes. Do you, I dread asking this question after the unnecessary attacks on one of the sports that I care about. Do you guys have anything else to <laughs> offer before we go? I would just say, I would just say to anybody that's going out there and protesting or, you know, anybody that's one of my, you know, friends or, you know, the, the good policemen out there. I just hope everybody stays safe. It stays peaceful. Um, that's all, that's all you can really hope for and hope for change. I was going to say, if you're a listener and you have PlayStation, add me, because I've been playing a lot. I've been playing way too much 2K. It's been it's probably unhealthy, the amount of 2K I've been are playing. You like, are you, like, nationally ranked? My, my guy my guy is literally maxed out in the My Player. Like, I play in the neighborhood or the park or whatever it's called. He's, like, a 95. He's got all his badges. I play way too much. And he, he's a stretch yeah, war shooter. Yeah, it's so much fun, dude. I fucking love it, but. I thought Monty Morris from the Nuggets was tweeting now. He's like, I need a full team. I need a small forward and a stretch four. I tweeted at him. I was like, I was like, Monty, I'll, I'll join you. I'm a 95 overall. Got my 30 shooting badges. I'm I'm ready to go. He didn't respond. Do you, he ignored, you, he ignored how you, me. How do you get all that? Playing way I, too I play, much. I play way too much. I, 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 I literally get home from work and I probably play for like an hour or two every day at least. We're we're cutting into his two K time right now. Really what it I'm I'm honestly about to go play right now. I got like five bucks. Twitch. Shine will set you up on that. No, Shine's all about I, Twitch. I don't stream. I, don't, uh, I mean, I could, I guess, but who's? I, I never understood that. Like, do you guys ever want to watch video game stream? Uh, let me think about that. Um, no, no. I watch Shine. <laughs> I watch Davey sometimes when they play golf because I I do enjoy watching them. Play. But it's them because I know them. I don't like random person. No, but I'd watch you if you did it. Once in a while, maybe so I have to. So you got, you got one viewer. I'll, <laughs> Ty, right. I'll do it for you, so you can have two viewers. <laughs> there you go. I'm, I don't if know that, if you're that nice. All right, we will talk to you all again next week. What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. I'm just trying to be alright with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to be alright with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. I just wanna be alright with it. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Hey, I got no resolutions, I'm just hoping for some. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 